Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hot Lap, partnered with Belly Up Sports, and uh, I'm Jr. Bolden once again, alongside of me, Brandon Key. Brandon, how you doing? I'm all right, man. I've been better just battling this flu bug, heading out to uh, Daytona in the morning, so trying to take all the meds I can right now to to get better. <laughs> you ain't got the corona, do you? I'm going to have the corona this weekend. So uh, you, you're going to have a corona? That's right. <laughs> well, man, I guess we got a – this is a big, big weekend, Daytona 500. You're going to be there, and this is your first one, isn't it? That's right, man. I'm so excited. I just bummed out about this sickness i can't even be excited anymore <laughs> i think you'll have a good time either way but uh so we did have a race this weekend sunday i believe did some say it was kind of a shit show it was it wasn't pretty that's for sure yeah well i i think it's a lot just the package high speeds i mean this race I mean, it really doesn't. I was looking at the purse. I mean, it's no points, but it doesn't really. It didn't really even pay that good. I mean, it, it paid good, but I mean, more than we make. But you know, it didn't compared to like the All Star race or something like that. It didn't. It didn't really pay that much. I mean, I don't know what what the deal was. Why there were so many wrecks. I mean, it was just good thing this was kind of like the 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 opening act for the Daytona Five Hundred. Yeah, you know, it's. I think I know we want to watch racing, but this class race. Unless you're going to make it a million dollar purse or something crazy, what are these yeah. guys out here doing? They they know how to run Daytona. If they don't, right. they can practice in the duel. Right. And, you know, last year, you know, I was listening to um, uh, Dale Jr.'s podcast and he was talking about, you know, changing, changing this race up. And some of the things I really disagreed with him about. And, dude, the more, you know, I watched this race this year and, and I just, I mean, I think I think it's gotten to the point. I think you got to change. I think that this race is way too long. Um, I think it needs to be somewhere between twenty and forty laps. Me personally, oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, about that. I mean, all these other big name sports are changing their all star game or all star race, right. but, and NASCAR is not scary to change stuff. So they definitely need to look into changing the class format. And I think it's uh, it maybe I don't know. Uh, I, you know, it changes all the time, um, but. I, I need to look and see what what the criteria were to make make it this year. You know, most time it's pole winners, but you know, then it was uh, you know past winners, past champions, you know, stuff like that. If you had a valid driver's license in North Carolina or the right. United States, you could get in. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I think the field needs to just be our pole winners. I mean, it, this is a an an event that this is a special event. It, I mean, you're running. What was it? 18, 18 cars started? Was it? Yeah, was right? but that's the whole point. Yeah. Like, we just do pole winners. It's going to be a, a field of like 10 people out there, 10 drivers, and it's going to be so. Todd, that's what we finished the I mean, we finished the race with less than that. That would be great. I know, great. but at least it looks <laughs> coming to the the green flag with 18 cars. Yeah, yeah you're right. But, um, I mean, there was other other racing that happened this weekend besides whatever we watched. Oh, there, there was a winner, by the way, that was Eric Jones in the most beat up car I've ever seen in my life. Win a super speedway race. Um, yeah, it cost me money when, uh, Austin Dillon couldn't hold off the worst looking car I've ever seen. When they told well, I'm going to tell you, I know we talked about this earlier, but, uh, I think that, uh, that's going to be an awesome die cast <laughs> for whoever collects die cast out there. I mean, oh, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be one. I don't, I, I was, like I was saying, I bought uh, when Eric Jones won at Daytona a couple of years ago. I bought that car because it had race damage at the end of it, uh, you know, from from the wreck earlier in the race. Um, and I'm gonna about have to buy this one now. I mean, I mean, I don't know how they're gonna pull it off. They, you know, they just got on the race win diecast I got now. I think there's just like a, you know, it's it's flush. It's I mean, the body shape is the exact same. It just looks like they slapped a piece of tape over it. They're not gonna be able to do that with this one because the front end was so messed up. So. It'd be pretty cool to see what Lionel does with it. As much as they charge, they should be able to figure something out. I know it should be freaking awesome. Um, but we did have uh, we had qualifying this weekend, and uh, uh, my championship winner, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He uh, he won the pole. Did you say your championship winner? I knew I was going to get something out of that. Yeah, I'm messing though. But uh, hey, I did say if they can. Be solid. They might be able to make the playoffs. Maybe. 
that's just because they had that thing dialed in for qualifying. Period. Well, you know, the the rumor is that Kroger, you know, since uh, the qualifying was brought to you by Kroger, then it was the Kroger car. Yeah, I definitely can. I, I mean, shit like that happens all the time in every sport. I don't think that's the case. I'm pretty sure Kroger has sponsored the 500 qualifying for like the last three or four years, and the Kroger car hasn't even come close to being on the pole. But, but yeah, I don't. But know. I mean, he was a ton faster, not just a little faster. He was a lot faster than most cars. I didn't even look at the times. I just kind of scrolled through the the starting lineup and who uh, was it? is Alex Bowman? He's on the outside outside row. Yeah, he starts. Yeah, are you going to the qualifiers uh, tomorrow? Are you not going to make it down there? Are you in time for the qualifiers? No, I'll be uh, I'll be down there probably two or three Eastern. So I'll be I'll be there a few hours ahead of probably go see the dual races if I'm feeling all right. All right. Well, good man. Maybe take some pictures and. Get send some videos or something, but um, had another big race over the weekend too. The uh, the Orca race was this weekend. I actually didn't get to watch much of this one. Yeah, uh, Haley digging. I know, I, mean, I know she's hot. Everybody thinks she's hot, but she can drive a race car. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be her, Michael Self, and uh, I'm gonna say Thad Moffat for uh tenders in the championship in that series well you know i I definitely don't think those are those are bad picks (laughs) whatsoever but yeah i did i actually didn't get to watch much of this race at all i i kind of started the beginning then i had something i had to go do and come back and i watched the end um my phone was blowing up because uh i seen that Haley deegan had gotten into somebody and they spun out um, I didn't really get to see that the angle that I seen really wasn't a good angle. I mean, it looked like she was kind of trying to side draft them and spun them. I mean, did they show any other angles on the, you know, on the broadcast? Now nah, the only one they showed was kind of from the infield. Like you said, you couldn't really tell, but I yeah. definitely don't think she did it intentionally. It's just a racing ordeal. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I, what I, what I figured. I mean, man, they were giving her hell on Twitter though. I swear they were. That's what Twitter's just, for. Yeah, no, that's why I stay off it as much as I can. Nellie Decker wrecked again. It wasn't her fault, but she did wreck again. Man, I actually seen she was having a really good run before that happened. I'm, you know, I, I, I think this was a good. I think it was a good move. Her moving down to Arca for the definitely. Yeah, so I, I don't know. We think about this Logano and Brad beef right now. Man, uh, all right. Oh, excuse me. I ain't editing that out either. I'm leaving it. <laughs> you know, I and I kind of talked to you about this earlier. I didn't hate the block that he pulled. I mean, it was a pretty clean block, and the wreck wasn't caused by the block. You know, so, and I hate Joey Logano, but I agree with what you're saying right now. The block wasn't. It wasn't really Logano's fault. No, honestly, I mean the wreck. It was, or the the block was really. Uh, I mean, it was a bold move, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Kyle Bush, he's he's trying to make the move back to the inside. And, and listen to his interview. Kyle Bush said, "Hey, blocking's part of racing right now." He he's not happy about it, but he says the block didn't cause the wreck. He said, "As I, you know, pulled down the air or he hit him or something, you know, caused his car to to turn sideways into him." I mean, you know, Kyle isn't really putting full blame on on Joey either, and I think that. I don't know. I, I I don't know if they've talked during the week, um, but I think once he kind of sees the replay, I don't know. It, you know, when I seen the the interview that Bob Parker's posted, he, he was he was pretty mad at Joey. But I don't know if he had seen the the actual interview or the uh, replay at that point. Uh, I think he's seen it because I was watching media day today, and he they asked him about the what's going on between the two, and Brad was like, "I'll keep us two. He he still doesn't seem happy about it at all. Oh really? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't able to watch, but a uh, a few snips of media day. I was at work, so yes. I, I didn't I didn't get to see it. So he's still, hmm. yeah, he's not happy. That's for sure. Like I I don't know. I just feel like like both the wrecks uh, that happened this weekend they were just racing. I mean, they were just Daytona racing deals. I mean, this is just it's just the way Daytona is now. I mean. I guess, you know, the guy that's in second can back off and try to make a move, but you lose your momentum. I mean, this you're in a you're in a lose lose situation there. So I don't know. I guess I, if I 
I guess if I was driving the car and, you know, taking the hits, I guess I'd be a little more angry too, but. Well, I think it was just one thing after another, and Brad yeah. was at his breaking point. When you run into, you know, poles that are stuck in the ground, you know, you're going to have a bad week. Well, I think that, uh, I think, you know, part of it, he's kind of, I think, honestly, I think he's kind of, uh, this year is an important year for Brad Keselowski in his career. Because this is his per- first year without Paul Wolf. Um, I think, I think that people want to see, can he win races and compete without, without him? I mean, really? I mean, I'm pretty sure this is a contract year. He's in a contract year. I don't, I think the Penske's definitely going to have him back. I mean, oh, yeah, that'd be crazy not to. It's Brad Keselowski, but I mean, I don't know. I think he's got a lot of pressure he's putting on himself right now. So that's got to be part of it, I, th- I think. I could be. Yeah, I mean, wrong, he, but. he's one of the top, I'd say, top five, six drivers in NASCAR. You know, he's, he, he's, he's holding himself to the highest of standards. Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just, yeah, that's where I stand. I just don't think that it was. It was that it was a it was a big block, but it, it didn't cause the wreck that that trashed three race cars, right? But I don't know. I guess in lighter news, uh, Kevin Harvick signs a two year extension with Stuart Haas Racing. So um, I guess the kind of the the hearings that that you've been hearing the last couple of years about him going into the booth, him getting closer to retirement. Um, I guess that's kind of out the window. He's going to be with that team for two more years. I don't know what the sponsorship situation is. I don't know what the contracts are with them, but but that might have something that might have had something to do with signing a two year deal. But he's going to be in that two car for at least two more years now. Yeah, I just, you mean the four car, right? Or the or the four car? Yep, four car. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's going to be forty eight when this contract is over. Yeah. I mean, I know he isn't. He hasn't lost a step. It doesn't seem, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if if that was a good move. I guess it will. We'll we'll see what happens. But that's old as hell, right? Um, I mean, who does? Uh, I know Stuart Haas has. Um, I guess Chase Briscoe's kind of in their pipeline, but who's really in their pipeline to to take that ride right now? I mean, if say he doesn't sign this deal and he um he retires at the end of this year. Clint Boyer's contract's up at the end of this year, and he's you know uh, broadcasting several races. I believe it's with Fox in the Xfinity series. To me, it's kind of he's setting up to retire this year. Is what it is what it feels like to me. Um, Good Boyer. Yeah, that's. I mean that. I mean I don't know that for sure, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. So I mean their pipeline. You know, just you know, last year it felt like oh they're it's you know it's it's clogged. They got. Yeah, Custer, they got Briscoe. There's no rides for these guys. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's going to have to be a, a swap, somebody that's already in Cup. Cause, like, yeah. this, is, this is the free agents for next year Alex Bowman, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson, Matt D., Eric Jones, Boyer, Blaney, Keslowski. Yeah. So there's some good names on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of those guys, I think that, that are definitely. So you got some guys. Um, I was listening, uh, kind of listening to some of the guys on NBCSN their take, um, and they make some good points. You got, you got, as Kyle Petty put it, he said they kind of ran their careers, ran their course. And you, there's some guys on that that list with with good, you know, top rides that I think careers have kind of ran their course. And then you got someone like Eric Jones who's on the hot seat, you know, and his his career's just getting started. So man, you gotta think someone like that. I mean I mean he's going to one of these top rides, Eric Jones is. It whether it's it's either in that twenty car or it's, you know, it's somewhere bigger, in my opinion. I think I think, sh- I think Gibbs is gonna try to get uh Christopher Bell in that twenty car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. I mean he I mean they kinda it, it, he, Eric Jones kind of put, you know, Matt Kenseth in this situation just a couple years ago um, with what was going on over there. You know, he was over – they brought him in Furniture Row for a year. Matt's contract was was ending. And uh, instead of resigning, uh, you know, they brought Eric Jones in. So, I mean, uh, we'll see. I mean, I think to me the most interesting free agency carousel is right there. Like what's, you know, what, what's, what's going on? 
Yeah, with the twenty. But the, but then I mean, could he he could easily go over to the ninety five? I I mean I don't know. They could. I don't know. And then you know, there's talks about expanding. You know that team to two cars. I've heard I've seen things about that. So I don't know. That's, I, don't know. I think uh, Pensy's got two of their guys as free too, and the big domino to fall first, I think, is to see where what Kyle Larson ends up. Yeah, yeah. Man, I like I, said, I, I told you the places I think make sense for him, but I mean, he's in my heart. I don't, I don't see him, see him leaving that team. Yeah, I hope not. I hope he doesn't go or Stuart Haas and drive a Ford. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he might end up uh, in the forty-eight for Hendrick. We'll see. I'd love that, but but yeah, I I don't know that. I mean, I know. I know that uh, it's going to be interesting. I think this is uh, as far back as I can remember. This is going to be well. You know, NASCAR contracts are kind of hush hush, anyways. So this is going to be, you know, one of the biggest years for big name free agents. So we'll kind of see. Ryan Blaney's another one. I mean, he's a he's a guy that that they've kind of developed, you know, through their system. I mean, I don't really see them, you know, saying, "All right, Ryan, we're going in a different direction." I mean, do you? I don't know. It just depends on this what he does this year. Like he's he has the equipment. He's just got to he's got to show that he can win races on a regular basis. Yeah, not just speedways, you know. But but you know we had Brent uh, Brent on last week. Brent Wentz, you know he's uh you know for for y'all that didn't listen to that that podcast, you know he's part of the the twenty one crew and he made a good point and this kind of ties in with uh with Ryan Blaney is uh you know crew chief car chief. Uh, combination. Yeah, I don't know, Jr. Just he's got to show me something because there's other drivers out there that I think can do a better job than him if he's not going to compete with the best equipment. Right, right. And you got Maddie D's on that list. You you just you know, named. He's on that list too. But um, I I got to believe that uh, I think he's in a safer spot in the 21 than he was. You know going into last year. So, I, I mean, I think that he'll have a good enough season where they'll see the value in keeping him ar- uh, around in that ride. Yeah, I hope so, for sure. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, I think he's going to end up in a good situation. I think that he show, he has shown that he's talented enough. And I also seen, uh, you know, I was watching that that uh, same episode on uh, NBCSN last night. They were saying that uh, Corey LaJoy is an interesting name um, for who's also a free agent. You know, right. interesting name for a big name ride who has shown some potential in uh, cars that you know maybe some underfunded teams. So him kind of taking like the Matt DiBenedetto route, where you know you you pay your dues in these cars and then you get an opportunity. So I mean, that's also a name that's that's that could be thrown around in some of these you know higher profile rides. And you know, I think that they're uh, closer aligned this year with uh uh. With Stuart Haas, so I mean that could be someone that goes in that fourteen if Clint isn't re-signed or re- or if he retires. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I don't know if that would be the best route for for Stuart Haas, but we'll see. Uh, like you said, there's you said Matt D's going to land in a good spot, but the good spots are running out. You know, like a lot of these young drivers are coming in, and well, he's he's. He's got a good spot, I think. I mean, don't you? I mean, he's in a good spot right now. So yeah, but if he does, if he has a bad year, you said he's safer one, which I agree with. I just hope, you know, you can't run these drivers off year not they haven't won a race. Give them a chance three, four years. If if they haven't done nothing, then then look elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know. But NASCAR's in a I mean, NASCAR's in a different place than it used to be too. I mean, these guys used to. I mean, that's used used to be how it was. I mean, you know, you you. Gave a guy an opportunity, and I mean, hell, Jamie McMurray drove for uh, Chip Ganassi twice. He left and came back. So, I mean, yeah, these team owners think they see a new shiny toy in the corner, and they're gonna that driver is gonna lead them to the championship in a year or two. It's just it don't work that way. Well, I think our our perception of that too has been kind of clouded by how Joe Gibbs Racing's kind of done things over there, and and it's not any fault of their own. It's probably that they just do the Toyota development probably does the best with grooming young drivers. And there's, you know, realistically there is five, five good Toyota teams to, to choose from. And you got five teams in the cup series and you got freaking 
10 development drivers at any time, I mean, it gets crowded. So you're, I mean, you're expected to win because I mean, it's the next guy up. So, I mean, look, I mean, just think of some of the names that were Toyota development drivers, Bubba Wallace, Kyle Larson was one. And he's seen that his time, I mean, if he would have stayed there, I mean, where would he be right now? But he's, I mean, would he even be in the, I I think he would have been in, be in the cup series right now, but he wouldn't have been a rookie in 2014. Right. It would have been 16, 17, you know, probably. Um, but that's, I mean, that's just the way. I think we're, we get a lot of that, that from that pipeline because the, the way that, it, the way that they've kind of done things the last couple of years. Um, yeah, they're definitely the team to beat year in and year out for the last. What, right. Five? I mean, I am not saying that's wrong because you are, you are right. They are the, they are the team every week, it feels like. So one of them drivers are, are, one of the top three cars to win the race. So yeah, when you have the best equipment and you know some of the best drivers, it's a hard combo to beat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I didn't really expect us to get into any free agency stuff, but it's going. I think it's going to come up periodically throughout the year, just because of how big this free agency is really going to be. The silly NASCAR silly season is going to be this year, but um, kind of the last thing, uh, you know. I kind of wanted to touch on was, um, you know, we had talked about, you know, the hall of fame and, and how, you know, the, the big controversy is, is, you know, is, is Dale jr. First round, a first ballot hall of famer. And, you know, is this driver, you know, hall of fame worthy, you know, these, these younger drivers that are now eligible like Carl Edwards. And um, I think with the recent, the recent changes that uh, NASCAR has made, uh, for the Hall of Fame inductee, it's going to be harder just to be into the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, at all. I, I want it to be hard to get to the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame should be the most pristine, prestige, you know, yeah, thing in the sport. I think it should be an elite group, uh, an elite group too, and then you know, kind of just to give some, you know, the backdrop of of what it what it is now is um, before it was uh, five people inducted every year. Um, they, they've now, uh, moved that down to, uh, three inducted every year, but the catch is, uh, two of the, the people on the ballot are going to be modern, uh, modern era ballots, which just means their career started in the modern era in the last 60 years. And then, uh, the one other person comes from a ballot called the pioneer ballot. So, um, I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, that cuts you down. I mean, if you're a, uh, uh, a younger, if your career started, you know, recently, I mean, you got two chances to get in every year now. So that really, some of these guys like, like, um, you know, it's just an example, like Casey Kane or Ryan Newman or someone like that, that, uh, you know, Casey recently retired and then Newman's career is kind of, you know, getting towards the end of it. These guys that have got like, do you think Casey Kane is a Hall of Famer? Now I don't, you know, I'm not so sure. I, I think that he was, at one, at one time, he would have been uh, considered close just because, I mean, you got five guys every year. But now when you got two modern era guys, I just don't think he makes it in. Or if he does, he's going to have a it, – it's going to be it's going to be harder to get in. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I just don't see Kane Hollis. No, I, I mean, uh, realistically now, I, I definitely don't. I was kind of on the fence of it before, but I, I, I know he won Rookie of the Year, but – yeah, Man, I think he might have a brickyard win. Um, yeah, yeah, he does. I don't even think he reached twenty total wins though in his whole career. I uh, I had it um, written down, but I lost that. But I think it was eighteen wins uh, that he's got. Eighteen wins. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's Hall of Fame worthy, in my opinion. Yeah, or it might have been Ryan Newman with eighteen, Kane with like seventeen or something like that. But no, I don't. I don't think it is either. But I think I, I was looking the highest. Uh, Win total that's not in the Hall of Fame right now has twenty five wins. So is is that going to be the cutoff? I heard you know I seen some I can't I can't remember the guy's name, but that kind of they're saying that's kind of like the cutoff, like twenty five wins. Uh, okay, and below you're going to have a hard time getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and these people that think Dale Earnhardt Jr. is getting in because of his last name, you are idiots. Yeah, I think that people. Uh, God, this is going to be our most hated episode so far. <laughs> I don't care. Like, y'all need to educate yourself if you don't think Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a Hall of Famer. 
but so I think that people um, uh, they they overanalyze his career because of his last name. He's yeah, got, I mean, he's like the Duke or Carolina basketball. Everybody, you know, gives them their best shot. Even yeah, they they had unreal realist expectations of him because of his father. I mean, he's got two two Daytona five hundred wins, twenty six uh, career cup wins. Two uh, Xfinity Series championships. I mean, it goes on and on. I think he's got 26 wins there. He's he won like what 16 consecutive and most popular driver awards. Yeah, it's not all about what happens on the race. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did. He you know the championship kind of eluded him, but a cup championship at least. But well, you know, Jr. Some drivers value the Daytona 500 just as much as a, a cup championship, right? Yeah, so, I don't know. He has two of those, but you know, of course, he wanted to win a Cup Series championship. But two Daytona 500 wins is 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 enough to put me, or he's it's enough for him to be on my ballot if I had a, a vote. Yeah, and to me, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because who who are you gonna who are you putting ahead of him, right? This year, I mean, uh, you know, I think that Carl Edwards might have to wait wait a little while. I think that Edwards Edwards man, he retired so young that we don't know what his career. He probably could have won a championship. Um, and man, he had plenty. Of, he had a bunch of opportunities. It was so close. So, um, yeah, I definitely. I, when I think of you know, when I think of just names, when you say names, some of them are easy, but yeah, definitely a Hall of Famer. And I think Carl Edwards is one of those. Yeah, I just don't know about this year. It, no, not this year. I, don't. I think that uh, in the the short amount of time that he was in the Cup Series, I feel like his career was was probably uh, was probably more successful. Uh, was more successful than Dylan Hart Junior.'s. But yeah. but when you look at it in its uh, totality, you know, Dylan Hart Junior.'s got a few more accolades than than Edwards has. And one thing I don't like, and this is a pet peeve of mine, and Kevin Harvick did it, Kyle Busch did it, but these champions in the Xfinity Series that go up to Cup, you're running full-time Cup schedule, and I know they made rules to stop this, but it still just bothers me, but then dropped down and was running the Xfinity Series at the same time and won a championship. Yeah, that, that is the dumbest shit. Yeah, Kevin Harvick did it, Carl Edwards, so I, you know, I don't know. So people yeah. might perceive it in a different way, but that's how I feel it. I mean, I don't. I, I'm glad that NASCAR. Because uh, let's just be honest with you. Well, you don't see Tom Brady going back down to Michigan and playing in the Sugar Bowl for their team. Yeah, it, I mean, it kind of watered down the uh, the Xfinity Series. Would it became like a, a the Cup Series 2.0? I mean, it was like it was like all right, here's uh, Chicago land uh, for the Cup race tomorrow. Run on Saturday with a shorter wheelbase and lower horsepower. Here you go. Yeah, I think NASCAR definitely needs to adjust that. You, I mean, that's not helping the younger drivers. Well, and- they, well, they did put something in place, but I'm saying I don't, I don't like the way that it looks in the record books. Well, what is it now? Five? They get five races in trucks. Yeah, or five- it was. It used to be seven in Xfinity. I think they did drop it down to five, and I think, I think the trucks. Is five or maybe or maybe they dropped it from ten to seven and and seven to five or something like that. We'll have to look it up, but but they did drop it and and I'm glad that they did it. And, it, and up until you know a couple of years ago, well, it's probably been about ten years ago now. It was you know you can compete for a championship. So yeah, well, I'm glad they they can't compete for a championship more. But um, I guess we're gonna move into our Daytona 500. Uh, predictions man uh if you could name if you could pick right now two drivers to win the race who's on your list um all right before before we pick i'll tell i'll tell everybody out there so we've decided to me and brandon we're going to pick our our drivers and we'll keep up with points this year and we're going to see who's uh whose nascar knowledge is better i'm you know what i'm gonna give you first pick this week so so who's your who is your pick to win the Daytona 500. You know, <sighs> ah, damn. I think, I think Denny Hamlin has the best car. I think he is amazing, you know, super speedway racer, but I just don't see him getting a third and winning like two of three of the last four years or something like that. Yeah. So I'm going to go Chase Elliott. 
So Chase Elliott's your answer. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I just want to let you know next week I'm picking first. Okay. <laughs> All right. So mine this week, uh, and I'm gonna stick with my stick with my theme that I've had, you know, over the last couple of weeks with the podcast. But um, there is Kyle Busch has accomplished so much in the sport, and you know one thing that he hasn't done yet. Won the Daytona 500. He has not won the Daytona 500. He has won every race there is on the schedule, but he has not won this race. Right, this but track. you just—it's a domino effect. You have to be at the in the right place at the right time. It's just right. so much shit has to happen. It doesn't take, you know, talent as they go to you know Las Vegas and just dominate for 100. I mean. You definitely have to have, I mean, an understanding of the draft. Uh, I think that, so one thing with Kyle Bush, and then this is just real quick. We always, uh, we always, when we always say, all right, who's the best restricted plate drivers? I feel like we no, say, no, 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 I know, I know where you're going with this. I, I, we've had this, and there definitely takes a talent to be good at this stuff. But if you're three by three, 10 lanes deep, and you're in the sixth lane, there's absolutely nothing you can do, is what I'm saying. Right. I don't know. But that's my pick this week. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. We'll tally the points. We'll see who comes out of week one with the uh, with the points lead. Well, guys, uh, me and Brandon could probably argue about who's for 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 days. But up next, we got a, we got a very talented esports driver coming in. Y'all might know him. His name's Ray Fowler. But we got him coming up next, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. guys back for another episode of the hot lap and uh today this is this is really big for me and brandon we're huge sim racing fans and and been watching this series for a long time but we got ray alfala here today um driver of the number two for the the newly named and i hope i get this right e nascar coca-cola i racing series it's kind of a mouthful now but how you doing today ray hey guys thanks for having me on yeah it's uh you got the series name right it's Really, really big uh, to have Coca-Cola on board for us uh, this year, and uh, you know we're, we're seeing how how much the series is, is growing and it's happening really quickly. Oh yeah, for sure it is. And um, that kind of kind of my first question is, man, you know, I guess in the the grand scheme of auto racing, you know, sim racing is fairly a, a, a new concept. And uh, I know we're all about the same age, but I know growing up for me, I never would have dreamed. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Is how how there became a market for this, how, you know, thousands of people tune in every week to watch y'all run these virtual tracks. Is it, is what, what are your feelings on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, it's, it's not as, I wouldn't say it's as surprising for me just because I had, uh, you know, way back in the day, I kind of dreamed that this would happen. So I kind of prepared myself mentally for it to happen. You know, it's kind of like what's happening now is, is what I envision happening. Um, so it's not like out of the blue, uh, but it just makes sense. You know, the, the world is going digital. Everything is, uh, is going, you know, the way of, of, uh, you know, computers and, and, and it's just, uh, everybody's on the internet, you know, it's not no longer a new thing anymore. Uh, you know, people that are in their forties and fifties all pretty much like know how to use a computer where, you know, 20 years ago. It was a very new thing, and people were starting to get used to it. Well, the people that were people that were in their twenties when the internet started are now, you know, in their forties and fifties. So, and you know, obviously the the, the younger generation, the one the, the kids now, they're they're born with technology in their hands from when they're toddlers, you know. So it's very very normal for them to see racing uh, online, you know, and it's a it's a big way to to you know for iRacing racing and and for all of sim racing, it's. Uh, just a, a big way to engage your fans, you know, and, and for NASCAR, uh, you know, being a sport where it's, it's very, it's just difficult to simulate other, other than, you know, uh, breaking the law in your, in your, in your street car, you know, that it's very difficult just to, uh, 
to, to get a race car out there and, and go and go racing if, if you want to do it. So sim racing is, is, uh, the, the way to go. If you just, you know, want to, want to see, you know, how it's like, or at least some aspects of it. Definitely, man. I know me and JR have had this conversation several times. It's the closest we'll ever be to, to running in a competitive race car, but, uh, I don't think people understand how great y'all are in the top tier series, but man, uh, I got a question for you that I've, I've had a few people, um, want me to ask you and and just it's pretty much basically what do you do leading up to race day i mean uh, what goes all into the hours that you and your put in to prepare for race on day nights yeah well i mean you know we have uh generally two weeks you know to prefer for the races so we just have a, a testing schedule with our with our teams um you know which has our team uh slip angle motorsports and uh esport racing group those are the kind of like the two teams that are working together uh behind the scenes uh you know to to make the setups and you know we have testing schedules and you know whoever can get on you know hopefully you know it's usually more than one person at a time but you know if you can just get out there in a, in a pack of three or four cars and, and just kind of work on setups and uh you know run laps and compare lap times and we have uh you know, uh, Google Sheets up there where everybody has access to, and you put a you put a run in there, and everybody looks at the run and what kind of lap times you ran, and it's uh you know it, it's just a a lot of uh, you have to be organized, you have to be organized, and 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 knowing what adjustments everybody made here and there, and it's still a work in progress. You know, it's still I think some some teams have it better than others. Everybody's always making adjustments uh, to to their testing schedule, and you know we're all trying to jumble. Uh, whether it's school or work life or just personal life, uh, you know, and when can you get on? When you know, the bigger the team, the more difficult it is to coordinate everything so so that everybody can be online at the same time. But uh, you know, hope you know, two weeks is is uh, usually enough time just to uh, you know get something on the track that's uh, worth racing. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people that aren't into you know, sim racing don't understand how many hours and labor y'all put into getting the stuff ready for for race day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's very, very detail oriented. Uh, you know the way the series is now. You know everybody, everybody out there is just fighting. You know for hundreds of a second, thousands of a second. Um, you, you know if if you run a, if you do a twenty or thirty lap run and you just pick up a couple tenths over the over the entire thirty laps, you know it's considered a huge success uh, because you know sometimes you'll do a run and you'll lose. Uh, sometimes so it's well, that's, a, that's what i do i lose time wow. <laughs> yeah well yeah the i mean uh half the struggle is just getting your driving down and 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 trying to get your driving to be consistent enough to know that uh you know if that, that you went faster because it was the setup and not because you just drove better uh you know what right my problem is i overdrive the car a lot because i've only been doing this for about a year but the last three or four months i've kind of realized that just trying to be smooth has made me faster yeah, man, we got to get you on uh, virtual racing. Know, man. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, uh, God, I don't, I don't even know where to start with my issues on, on my racing. <laughs> but um, do you do you think that the the competition in in the league? Do you think it's you know as tight as it's ever been? You've kind of been there from the beginning. You've seen you know how the how it's evolved. I mean, what's the biggest difference between you know from the very start to to now? I think ever you know the I think the series this is uh the most competitive the series has been from from first to fortieth mm-hmm. you know the the I would say you know the guys up front it's it's gotten a little bit more competitive, but not nearly as uh, the biggest difference has happened in the mid pack and towards the back um where you know maybe ten years ago if if uh if you kind of had a bad day, you would still run in the top ten um but now you know if if you just make a slight mistake or or have some sort of issue in the race, or just if you're just off a little bit in the setup, or or any 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 little mistake you make, you know you'll drop easily to 25th now, and and, and the guys running back there are really really good too. So it's uh the overall the field is as tight as it's ever been. Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, the new additions with what Graham Bowling this year and a couple other guys. Quite big names coming from the Pro Series, you guys this year. 
Yeah, and, and you have guys uh, like Steve Sheehan, John Gorlinski, you know, the veterans that used to be in the series years ago, and they came back now. Uh, Bob Bryant, you know, huge name oh, yeah. from back in the day, and he's never competed in the series, but now he made it back into the into the series. So you have, you know, a lot of the old names are coming back, guys that were really, really good uh, years ago, and they still are. And, you know, the new drivers like Graham, and obviously, you know, the it's 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 really difficult to, to find a weakness in, in the field, everybody just puts in a hundred percent. It makes it great for us as spectators. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Sure it aggravates <laughs> the hell out of y'all. <laughs> nah, it's 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 just competitive, you know. It just makes uh it just uh, makes winning or makes having success even better when when you know that uh you know you've you've beaten you've beaten the best. Yeah, that's true. But look, Ray, everybody wants to know, man. Two thousand eighteen, you won the championship. Two thousand going into the two thousand nineteen season, you were picked by the Wood Brothers. Everybody anticipated, you know, a great season, another championship run. And I watched your, your Twitch stream quite a bit, and you were just caught up in so many wrecks. It was unbelievable. But, you know, you started off P7 yesterday at Daytona. How do you get back to the Ray Fowler, uh that people are come to, to know and compete for championships and winning races? Yeah, man, if, uh, you know, if I had the formula, I think I would have already... Uh, <laughs> We've already done that. Um, it, uh, I mean, you know, this year we have a, a different tire than last year, which is, uh, I think, going to be uh, quite a bit different. Um, obviously, Daytona is just impossible, really, to, to know. Uh, you know, the racing there doesn't usually change too much, no matter what tire you run. So, you know, we'll we'll find out, you know, more and more this year. I think we have a really, uh, just a really good team overall uh, working on the cars and. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a product of, of the package. Everybody's average finish last year from first to last, the, the, everybody's average finish was worse just because, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in a pack a lot more than you used to be. Oh, yeah. So it's a lot easier to be involved in a, in a wreck, uh, a lot easier just to, uh, make a, you know, make a small mistake and, and drop 10 positions instead of just two or three. So I think that's the biggest difference is. Uh, you know, you, you can't just put the car on your back, kind of like it used to be able to. Uh, you know, if the setup was kind of close in 2018, I could just kind of like do the rest. Um, but now, you know, it's got to be on point, or else uh, there's only so much you can do as a driver. Well, you showed some promise in the Pro Series. You had a several good runs there. What did you finish? P2 or P3? In that point? Uh, Pro Series won the championship. So, oh well, look at there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was a that was a throwback. Pro Series is going back to 2018, so that's uh, that's out the window when it comes to uh, to the the Coke Series. I got you. Do you think? I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, I haven't heard any words. You you might know better than us, but uh, you know, with with uh, NASCAR kind of changing the package when it comes to the shorter tracks and road courses. I mean, has have any of y'all heard? You know, if they're going to do that in sim, and I mean, I think that that kind of that kind of throws it back too. I mean, if if y'all have heard anything like that yeah yeah i think uh we're definitely gonna get yeah. it it's it's always uh you know they just follow it's probably i would assume it'd be either either the march build or at the latest in june uh probably more in june because they'll have more data because uh, i think by the march build there might be like maybe one race in real life run under that right. new package so so yeah that is nice so that means the championship race at phoenix will be uh will be with low downforce so that's pretty cool but you still gotta you still gotta make it there so um you know the 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 vast majority of the races are going to be the the high downforce 550 horsepower so that's uh that was you know just the biggest challenge for me last year uh you know we, we didn't really have the the speed most of the time but then it was also just getting getting used to the racing as as a driver uh you know the the, the decision making was different and um I definitely could have made, you know, a few better decisions last year as far as uh kind of moves I made and when I made them. So, you know, I think uh we'll we'll be making those adjustments for this year. Well, we're definitely we're definitely cheering for you this year, man. Um so I kind of I kind of was wondering um we know about your your hour racing background, but what was really the first uh uh sim racing experience you had? Was it one of the EA games or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I well, I mean, I throw it all the way back to like Mario Kart. <laughs> oh man, Mario Kart! Oh yeah, Mario Kart on the Mario Kart. 64. I think I could beat you in that. Maybe I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Mario Kart, Mario Kart sixty four. I used to, uh, 
I used to get on uh what was it, Luigi Raceway that was like the yeah. most simple oh, yeah. one. And I used to run uh basically time trials with all of the go-karts alone just to figure out which one was the fastest. <laughs> Man, you were competitive yeah, back was. then. Yeah, I was keeping track of I was keeping track of uh three lap runs back in Mario Kart when I was like seven. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was made well, to race. Yeah, I think it was uh I think it was Toad or Yoshi was the fastest and like uh Bowser was the slowest. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love yeah, that. That's what I used to. <laughs> well, the one advantage we would have in Mario yeah. Kart is you'd probably always be out front. And I'm pretty sure if you were uh, the further back, you were the best. Oh, the best weapons you had, exactly. Yeah, man. It's. I'm telling you, it. it it's. Uh, it, it still. It, it put into my mind, you know, what hitting an apex is because you still. It's still just math, right. right? So if you if you hit an apex correctly, even on Mario Kart, you'll go faster. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I played all those games though. NASCAR Thunder uh yeah so yeah i've 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 always been passionate about racing and uh it you know i've uh just growing up never really had the chance to to get into it in, in the real world and so i uh, you know i looked at the next closest thing and that was all the video games and then obviously you know it's, <laughs> it's all grown to to esports and then e nascar now so ray if if you would who do you think are your if you had to rank who who are the top five most talented drivers in the coca-cola series Man, that might uh, that, I, I hey, we gotta throw you to the to the wolves. Oh no, it's it's an easy answer because I'll just go ahead and say the four champions and my VRS teammate Bobby Zelensky. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, man, it 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 uh, that stuff changes almost week to week. Um, you know, I, I mean, I didn't include Keegan in there, and he's like been dominating the series hey, now for like a year. So, yeah. so you know, but he's also another one of the the uh, VRS guys. He's sporting the uh, Direct Force Pro. Uh, sponsor, which is the wheel I've been using now for a year, uh, which should be coming out actually in the next month. I know a lot of people wondering when that VRS wheel is coming out, so uh, you know, look out for that. And, and then pedals, I think uh, later this year or or you know, coming out soon. But um, yeah, I'm in the market for a wheel right now. But what is the price yeah, tag on that? Like 800 bucks, I think. I believe so. I believe the base is that, um, and then you just get the the rim uh, right the from that and. Uh, man, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I've been honest with myself with this wheel, you know, uh, cause at the end of the day, it's all about speed. And, you know, at, at one point last year, I, I straight up hooked up the old wheel I had. I said, you know what, maybe, maybe it's the wheel, you know, I can't just be, uh, I can't just be. So you're playing on the equipment now, right? Well, I tried to, I tried to, <laughs> but that's not the end of the story. The, the thing is I put the old wheel on and I lost half a second. So I was like, well, okay. It's not the equipment, uh, or well, it is the equipment, but the, I'm using the right one. I'm using you, the right. You equipment, lost so. half a second by changing the wheel. Yes, over over thirty laps. But yeah. Oh my gosh! So, so what kind of uh, what is your equipment? Pedals and wheel. Yeah. So right. So right now, I've got the uh, I've got the the main pedals, which were like you know back in the day. I don't think those pedals are uh, out for sale anymore. Uh, but uh, I should be getting the VRS pedals soon here to try out, and so I'll be giving uh, some reviews on that. And the yeah, the far, as far as the wheel, the Direct Force Pro, I've had it for about a year, and uh, I'd say the biggest difference on it, you know, just for your, you know, compared to just your your typical wheel, is obviously you know it's direct drive, so everything just happens, everything just happens a, a lot quicker. Yeah. Uh, as far as you, you feel everything really quickly. And I don't use a ton of force feedback on it. I mean, you, if you crank the force feedback on it, there's uh, you can break your wrist like straight up. But um, wow. But no, but I mean, I, I don't need that high of a, of a force feedback. I just, I just need to feel the car. So I, I run, I run pretty, I run pretty much as low as I can while still feeling the car. But the thing is, is since it's since it is direct drive, even even at a low setting, you still have all that resolution in, in the force feedback, and you can just feel every little thing, and uh, and you can just make corrections that much quicker. So. Yeah, I just bought the uh, Fanatic V3 wheels, but I'm still in the market for a wheel, so I'm just trying to yeah. make sure I make the right decision. What do you think is the most important piece of equipment? I've been going back and forth between triple monitors or one of the 49-inch screens. Yeah, I would I would say uh, triples uh, as far as, uh, I mean, as far as just being able to race in traffic. Uh, you know, I, I think I was one of the first ones to go triple screens like 2010, you know, back back when like almost nobody was doing that and uh i just saw i just saw value in it you know i saw value in it 
and I got I got the triple screens and, and it was it was just crazy. You know, I, I, I could just go three wide in the middle of the pack. No problem. I could just, you know, it's like having look left and look right all the time right there. So, yeah, it, sure. it, was, uh, it was just kind of a no brainer for me. And then slowly everybody else started uh, getting into the triple screens. And uh, I think now it's the norm. I think if you're on a single screen, you're at a big disadvantage now. Uh, so that would probably be, you know, the 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 single biggest thing and then and then obviously having having a rig where you're not using a, a rolly chair that's uh that's a big uh, thing too. a uh, lot of people would have that too yeah yeah i mean that's uh that's i mean that's uh, I, I used to way back in the day you know before i had just a, you know a cockpit to race in i would just use like a wooden chair as long as it didn't have any wheels on it. <laughs> I, I didn't care about comfort i just didn't want to be sliding around and and then every time you went and sat down you, your your driving position was different because you know it's just very difficult to uh to just copy it every single time so just just being comfortable to race with and then you know and then obviously you know you get into the into the equipment um you know the wheel and the pedals just everything that everything works well but uh it's kind of it's kind of all everything uh, everything kind of comes together as far as what's most important. But you know, for me, it would the biggest change was triple screens. God, I'm spending money tonight. I appreciate that. <laughs> I know I'm gonna be on Amazon too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. Wish we had more time, but um, but before you leave, though, we're just me and Brandon really want to thank you for coming on. You're you know one of our first guests, and you know we're trying to. To build our podcast, and we we really appreciate it, man. It, truth be told, you're probably probably the main person that got me personally into to i racing and sim racing. Um, just watching you throughout the years, but uh, but good luck this year. We're really we're really rooting for you. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Thanks, man. That's uh, really appreciate that. And uh, you know, I I always love uh, you know doing podcasts and just you know having having conversations about uh, something we're very passionate about and. And something that is, uh, you know, slowly becoming, uh, uh, slowly becoming a big thing. And people are, you know, I, I see the comments during the races, and you know, there's uh, there's certain people that, uh, you know, they they're very confused as to what they're watching. But there's other people that are uh, that say, I had no idea what this was, but this is really cool, you know. And it's also on a on a Tuesday night, which there's nothing else going on. So that's right. You know, how how can you not like some racing in the middle of the week? Yeah, my dad's hooked on it now from watching one uh, broadcast on NBC, but. Yeah, man. Like Jr. said, we really appreciate it, man. I, I'll definitely keep tuning in to the Twitch streams during the the Coke races because I try to pick up as much as I can just watch you race because I'm so damn bad. But um, hey, it's nothing a, a VRS session can fix. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at you. These selling points are perfect. I'm about to go sign up for that too. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, we appreciate it. Um. And hopefully you'll hopefully you'll join us again. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be back whenever you guys want. Thank you. Uh, I mean, appreciate it. All right, right. See you guys.